Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Rusted Junk, where we look at the 1986 uh, superhero film, Howard the Duck, starring Leah Thompson, Jeffrey Jones, Tim Robbins, others. Those are the main people. Uh, anyway, enjoy. Here's the trailer. Across the sea of stars lies another world, a world almost exactly like ours. This is where she lives. He's 27 years old, single but searching. Favorite sports, windsurfing and Aikido. Favorite pastimes, cigars and sex. He has everything except fulfillment. And then one night, it happens. Hey, good buddy, are you home? He has a very sudden midlife crisis. He lands in Cleveland. You do know why you were sent to me? Listen to me, small visitor. I can explain how you got here. Maybe you're here for some greater purpose, some cosmic cause. Here, he's forced to reassess his career goals. You went to med school? To explore new relationships. <laughs> to redefine his self-image. I'm sorry, we don't allow pets on the premises. To adjust to a changing lifestyle. I pull it out! Until he discovers just who he really is. Oh, no. A duck in big trouble. That's a duck, man. Howard the duck, trapped in a world he never made. Coming from George Lucas, a Willard Hike film, a Gloria Katz production. So, what a strange trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Now, having okay, having watched the film and now watching the trailer back. It makes the film sound a bit more exciting. Oh dear! Well, I, I mean, I you know, I don't know what's gonna, I, I don't know what's gonna hap, happen here. Are you sure? I would, expl- I would explain. Yeah, I, I am. I'm. I am entirely sure. Um, I've already told your score to one of our listeners. Hey, you don't know my score exactly, but I've already predicted your score um, to one of our listeners. Um, I'll get to that in a moment. The trailer's weird. He likes cigars. He's in his 20s and he likes cigars and sex. 27, they've pitched yeah. him as. 27. 27. Anyway, so before we get to the scores, let's just have a little bit of background on this because I think it's important. There are a few people waiting for us to do this film for pretty much the same reason. Not for my reaction. My reaction is, well, it's pretty much guaranteed. It's your reaction. That's that's what they're looking for. That's what they're waiting for. When I set up Rusted Junk, I had films in mind. Uh, and the reason, sorry, when I set up Forgotten 80s Movies, that's what I had in mind. I had Howard in mind, Jaws 3. We still haven't done that. Um, I hope the 3D TV is still working so that when we can do that. But Howard the Duck was, was 100% on the list. It's forgotten. People may say for a good reason, it's forgotten. It's one of those things whereby... Uh, it's the re- one of the reasons to start the podcast. So I've always teased it. Regular listeners would know that, oh, one day, you know, to Howard the Duck. But then we then we had themes. So season two was, you know, teen films, uh, a, bit, a bit of extra things thrown in. And then you've also got action films. And then season four was Miss, Miscellaneous, of which this was always going to come under. I mean, there has been a bit of a theme. It's probably more comedy. We tried to chuck in Mosquito Coach for a bit of gravitas. Really wish we hadn't, but we did. 
Um, but anyway, so here we are. Um, I might try and find an audio of drum roll <laughs> to, to put in at this point. But here we go. So, Mark's out of 10, and what did you think? You, are you ready, everyone? <laughs> okay, right. Um, be, ca- be, be kind, you know, Be just be a little kind on this, but okay. I like the trailer. Oh, that, that, that you've just seen? Yeah. Right. But I kind of find it a bit weird how he's supposed to be having a midlife crisis at 27. Well, ducks, you don't know how long they live on Duck World. Well, who knows? It could be, it could be elderly at that. How long do ducks live? Wait a minute, you're prolonging the scare. Wait a minute, there's people here that are on Tentacles going, enough with how long ducks live. Dog ducks. Give me the score. Okay, so the trailer made it look exciting. Okay, Mm. having watched the film, I got a little bit bored. Don't don't worry, right? We haven't got to the score yet. Okay, I knew this was going to happen, everyone. I knew this was going to happen. I've accounted for this. It's fine. I just felt it was a little bit lackluster. the 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 duck acting was a little bit predictable, and um, it just seemed a bit limited. Shall we say? I can't understand why he's supposed to be a Marvel superhero. No, because he didn't really do anything that superhero tastic, in my opinion. Well, apart from saving the world, he didn't though, did he? But he did though. Anyone could have done that. But but he did it, only because he happened to be in the place at the time. Tony, 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 Tony Stark's only a superhero. Anybody he's got a technically suit of iron. could have done what he did. So he's not got superpowers. So I don't see he's a superhero. Well, te- technically, anyone can wear the Iron Man suit. So you know. What makes a superhero? Yeah, true, but he's got superpowers. Who has? A, no, he hasn't. In got the superpowers. Iron Man suit. Yes. Oh, when he's got yes. the Iron Man suit on, yeah. Yeah. So when Howard's I mean. got a plasma laser, but he's got the bravado to to actually take take on the uh, the, the beast at the end. No, that that's not. Mm, no, don't get that. Right, I'm going to shout out to to Joe and Dom at this point. I apologise. She will get to the score, and I know you're patiently, patiently waiting at this point. So go on, then give it to me. But then what we had? What we There's had Jennings, and when he started to turn into the demon, I thought yeah. it was hilarious. Oh, oh my goodness! That's when I started to pay interest. Joe, Joe, I think my score's wrong. Okay. All right. Come on, then. So, because of... I still call him Ed Rooney, Soz. Uh, because Bye. of Jennings's performance and his really stupid voice and acting, it's, it's, it's limited again because he doesn't have to do a lot. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just happy it's more than I thought. I'm going to give it... A five and a half. I'll, I'll find the sound effect. It'll be crashing plates. Was that not good? Uh, okay. Well, I said to Joe, you give it a one. Oh, it's not a one. It's good. You 
absolutely right it isn't a one. Oh wow wow i am i am this this will be the most shocked i am right but there's a caveat oh good lord don't ever what don't ever get me to watch it again ah <laughs> uh, right so stick it in the back to school bin yeah all right okay i get, look that's fine i get that um i don't know what to say i i'm speak well Hope not for the purposes of this podcast. It, I, I can't really be speechless, but uh, wow. Five and a half. Yeah. I think I was probably too generous, but yeah, I'll stick with that. Five and okay. a half. Uh, well. The the one thing that really did annoy me was the plane scene thing. Oh, whoa. That's pretty... Oh God, that went on forever. Well, they have to get to places, you know. Yeah, but it went on far too long. It could have been just like three minutes. It was about 20 minutes of the film. It was like, there's no need for it to go on that long. Wow. Okay. Oh, well, well, I don't don't know. I'm I'm, I'm still pretty stunned. Um, And and it's a bit weird when he's like potentially going to have a sexual relationship. We'll get to all of that. It's fine. We'll get to all of that. People will expect that we will get to that and we will talk about that. Um, I, I, I knew what this was pretty much. Uh, watched it again. Uh, it looks fantastic in 4K. It really does. Look, um, somebody put online a, a great transfer for a mediocre film. And I went, that's a bit harsh. No, um, I'd agree with that, actually. Well, you did well. See, it's mediocre five and a half. Oh, I'm not going to let you forget that now. <laughs> and, and you can't change it. Um, so it's above average, basically, is what you're saying. If average is five. Yeah, well, IMDB had it at five out of ten. Okay. And then who was the 14%? Oh, uh, well, I have that. I'd had that for trivia time. Um, but I can tell you, uh, it's got 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. 14. 14, one four. But it's only yeah. based on 79 reviews. Oh. Um, it's wow, the lowest... 79 is enough. It's the lowest rated At Lucas film. Potentially 79 people that might have bought the 4K video. Uh, there's piece. loads. They, they, they obviously do focus groups and say who's going to buy 4K videos. You have to put stuff on 4K without doing it. It's a, it is, it, I mean, it has moved into the state of cult classic now. Has it really? It has, yeah, absolutely. Has it? Uh, it was when I watched it. It was pretty much after it, you know. How does that get defined, cult classic? Well, things that you might not necessarily like or or agree with um just end up becoming cult classics just because there is a following for that do you like rocky horror picture show it's all right right it's cult classic so you like how they don't like how the duck oh it's all right well i wouldn't get dressed up in stockings and suspenders and weird stuff watching how the duck would i yes i can attest to that for being with you for 15 years so yeah um but yeah so uh, i don't know what that means but well, okay, i think when people just... when people listen back to that they'll know exactly what it means um, over that. anyway it's the lowest rated lucasfilm production on rotten tomatoes yeah they to be said honest, if but, i was george lucas i wouldn't have had my name on that film well there's going to be reasons to that we'll get to that while mm-hmm. the rotten tomato says while it has its moments how the duck suffers from an uneven tone and mediocre performances on Metacritic, the film has a score of 28 out of 100, 
based on reviews from 20, only 21 critics, indicating generally unfavorable reviews. However, audiences surveyed by CinemaScore gave the film a grade B minus on a scale of A to F. So there you go, you see. The critics are not always right. So, yes. There was another film that we watched. <coughs> was that the... Um... That was the the one with John Candy that we just seen. That didn't do well in the cinema, did it? Or did it? The Great Outdoors. No. That but didn't. that's 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 classed as a good film. It's yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I mean, it it all depends upon the audience. There's loads of people that don't like Blade Runner. There are a lot of people that don't like Blade Runner, but it's a cult classic. I can see why. I would watch Blade Runner. In fact, I'm keep keep meaning to watch Blade Runner, and then I don't. Oh, I'll watch it with you. Yeah, and I haven't seen the sequel. I bought the sequel in 4K about two years ago. I just just haven't got around to it because I'm doing a podcast and watching 80s films. I should uh, watch that 80s film and then watch the update. My score, we've got to get to it. Oh, go on then. It's eight. You're probably going to give it like 10. It's eight. No, it's eight. It's eight. Eight. And I think watching it again, eight eight is exactly right. I just Eight. Yeah. Why, Why is it an eight? Well, it's an eight because... There was no other film like it at the time. <laughs> no, I, and you say that that's a look. So you can see Leah Thompson behind me, mm. right? Two points for Leah Thompson. Um, again, young Charles, um, teenage Don't Charles. Don't go there. Don't go well, there. Teenage Charles moment. But um, there was nothing else like it. You know, I'd seen her in Back to the Future. You think, wow, okay, what's she going to do now? Well, we've got this talking duck. Uh, I didn't even know he was part of Marvel at the time. I mean, I've come to look at it recently. But I I, I, I like, you know, Rooney, if you can imagine, in 1986, what other film came out starring Jeffrey Jones? Ferris Bueller. So you had two films out this summer, and you can imagine seeing one and the other. They must have points for that, because if you like Ed Rooney, you've just pointed out, oh, I like Jeffrey Jones. I like what he, I like what he does. And you're like, okay. Okay, I get that. Um, and I just like the film. And, and I hate to say it. I, I was a bit, I was I was wondering if I was going to say this. I like the music. And the reason I like the music and what? The three Howard the Duck. So I like I see I like that one because I saw that I saw how the I saw the behind the scenes of how they put the band together, uh, which is good. And we'll get to that in trivia time. Um I wonder how much of the film we're actually gonna talk about if we're just talking, talking around it. Tell well, you we what, we are talking about the film. We are talking about the film. We aren't talking necessarily about the uh, about, no. but we, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. How about there's plenty to discuss here. How about we go to roll call? All right. Okay. Let's do here it. We, here we go. Roll call. Roll call. So let's start off with Leah Thompson. So this week we've been watching. As a family, Back to the Future and then Back to the Future Two is what we got up to. Indeed, and she's remark she's remarkable in both in both in the both the films. Obviously, the first one bit bit more, but she's brilliant in it. Um, she, she makes that film. I couldn't imagine substituting her with anybody else. I think I think she's I think she's really good. She doesn't make the film. What Back to the Future? No, no. What I'm saying is she makes the makes the part. The part is she helps make the film. 
there's lots of reasons why Back to the Future is good. If she was a bad performance, it would let the film down. Everyone would still remember Doc and Marty, obviously, but then they go, oh, yeah, that woman that they got for to play Marty's mum and, you know, Lorraine. Oh, God, she was awful. She isn't. And so she, I meant to say she makes that part of the film. Okay. So, um, but, yeah, Leah Thompson, Space Camp. Uh, she was in Red Dawn, Wolverines. Um, uh, Caroline in the City, which I used to love. Uh, switched at birth. And when I'm looking up on IMDb, right at the top is 2020, Project 85. And this will mean nothing to you. But do you remember when they remade Jaws? They asked people to film scenes and then send it in. And then they, the fans made their ended up making Jaws. Yes, I right. do remember that. They've yeah. done the same for Back to the Future. Oh, have they? And Back to the Future too. <laughs> and parts of it, the bits that I've seen, are incredible. Um, are just really good. But she's in it, and I don't know where. And I don't know if she pops up as because she didn't pop up as herself because I forwarded to bits where I know she was, but not all of them. I think she cut. I think she's somewhere else in it. So I think I'm going to love watching that. So, yeah, Leah Thompson. Um, yes, very lovely. Um, Jeffrey Jones, um, obviously Edward Rooney, but he yeah. was also in Amadeus, which is where I think people saw his uh, acting chops. And just thought he can bring, he brings even, even in this film, it's madcap and screwball as it is, hmm. he, he brings something to it. He's, he's, he's still got some, you know, he plays Emperor Joseph II in uh, Amadeus. Um, and you're like, yeah, he, he really does bring uh, something to it. He gets spotted in that and go, would you like a part in How the Duck of Ferris Bueller? That's hardly like, well, I was hoping for Shakespeare at the Globe, but, uh, <laughs> but, but no. Um, he's in Who's Harry Crumb with John Candy. We will get to that film at some point. I've always said that, you know, that is that is very much a forgotten film. Um, uh, as we said, when he was at Ferris Bueller, one of our favourite performances, he's in it for, I think, a grand total of four and a half minutes. The Hunt for Red October, he's Skip Tyler, um, the uh, the guy at the submarine shipyard. Oh, love, <laughs> love that scene. Uh, he's also in Devil's Advocate with Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino. Um, that was and he's, a good film. That's a very good film. Uh, but he's also in Deadwood. So yeah, do you remember one. Do you remember Lovejoy? What was his name? Ian McShane, was it? Yes. So he was in a Western series called Deadwood. Oh. For five series. Five seasons. But Jeffrey Jones plays a big character in it. And as soon as I saw that compiling this, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm putting Deadwood on the list. I, I, I want to see where this goes. Um, so yeah, very much, uh, very much there. Tim Robbins. Well, we've only just done him in the sure thing. Um, Gary Cooper, not that Gary Cooper. <laughs> um, Singing but, the musical hits in the car. That's right. Show tunes. Well, show tunes, is it? Um, uh, Merlin and Top Gun. Uh, Bob Roberts, uh, The Player, High Fidelity, Mystic River. Um, please, if you haven't seen Bob Roberts by now, I've said it enough times. We can't do it because it is 1992. Please go and watch Bob Roberts. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch Bob Roberts in the next week. I've got Monday off. Right, we're recording this on Thursday. I've got Monday off. I'm gonna watch Bob Roberts. 
as simple as that. It's fine. Um, Ed Gale, the person of miniature stature, is that the correct term to little, use? Little little person. Little person. Okay, the little person. Um, he was also in Spaceballs. Uh, he was in the Weird Science TV series. No, me neither. Um, but if you remember Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, do you remember that? Uh, is that the one with death? Yes. Yes. Do you remember they go looking for the smartest person in heaven and they get station? Station! The, 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 furry, the furry goblin type character. Don't remember that bit. No. Okay. He played that. Oh, okay. Okay. The thing you can't remember, he played that. To all people that have just lifted up their hands as soon as I said station, right? Good for you because uh, we all remember that. Uh, the voice of How the Duck was Chip Zien. You sure about that? Uh, I'm sure that that's the voice actor, yes. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I know it was the voice actor for Howard. What I don't know is there are five people listed on IMDb as Howard T. Duck. Now, there wasn't five people playing Howard the Duck. There was Ed Gale and Chipsy N, the voice. And I can't find anything. But one of the people is Tim Rose, who voiced Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. <laughs> right? And you I'm like... get that in, didn't you? I had to, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, so I don't know what's going on, but Admiral Akbar, or the voice of Admiral Akbar, is in this somewhere. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I've seen this film so many times. Uh, last two, um, Holly Robinson P- Pete. Uh, she was in the group Cherry Bomb, uh, okay. the, the fictitious group that they have there. Um, I do remember her because I do remember, I do remember the character's name, but I remember her being in 21 Jump Street, which I used to watch with Johnny Depp, uh, which he got the gig shortly after Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, where she played, are you ready for this? Officer Judy Hoffs. Yes. Now, oh my God. I don't know if Officer Judy Hoffs from Zootopia or uh, I forgot what it's called there, over in America, Zootropolis or Zootopia. It's two different, two different things. Um, I don't know if it was based on the 21 Jump Street character, but I like to think that's pretty cool. It's too much of a coincidence. It's, well, I, and, and I don't know where the Velvety Pipes Jerry Vole came from either. <laughs> um, but while we're talking about that. Um, but no, she's they, also... should, they should release the CD, shouldn't they? Oh, I, I, it's just a small one or something. Oh, here's oh. me, CD. What am I like? <laughs> yeah, the, the vinyl of Jerry Vole. Yeah, just release it, the vinyl. Just get it, yeah, absolutely. I want to hear his Velvety Pipes. Um, anyway... She was also with Hanging... Do you remember Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Yes? No? That's not a school one, is it? He was... Uh, I did watch it. I mean, I can't... Uh, I remember the the lead character in it. He was... He was all right. Uh, let's call him a gym teacher. I don't know. Something like that. That sounds a bit perfect. Sounds about right. No, although being a gym teacher is a perfectly respectable. Yeah, but hanging out with your teacher. Uh, and then Richard Edison, who was in the bar, 
bar scene or the bar fight. Uh, he's in Good Morning Vietnam. He was in Do the Right Thing. He was in Platoon. Didn't do an awful lot after the 80s, but he was also in Ferris Bueller, where Ferris oh. goes to the car attendant. Uh, do you speak English? And he goes, what kind of country do you think this is? Yes, it's the guy that nixes Ferris's car <laughs> and takes it for a spin. Um, oh, so, yeah. Hang in with Mr. Cooper. I found yeah. it. Yeah. Former NBA player Mark Cooper becomes a dedicated go. teacher and basketball coach in Oakland after his playing career ends. When he's not dealing with his students and players, players, Mark spends time with his gorgeous female roommate who he eventually starts dating and other friends. Wow. That, I don't know if that means he starts dating with other friends or whether he's just hanging out with other friends whilst dating the girl. I don't know. So it's uh, ran from 1992 to 1997 and there were 101 episodes. Yep. There we go. Goodness me. Well, it's like, you know, you don't, you don't, it's like when I looked at, Leah Thompson, Caroline in the City ran for five seasons. That's a lot. She's also in a series called Switched at Birth. Again, I think when we did the last one, when we, uh, Leah Thompson film, which was some kind of wonderful. Um, yeah, I think we, uh, I think we did the same there. Um, that's Roll Call. So, uh, that's nice. Roll Call. I th- yeah, I thought, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, well done. So, where do we start? Howard is on. Well, let's not labour. The, the film too. That's fine. Howard's, Howard's in Duck World. Um, I did like the fact that there's two moons in Duck World. There are. Does it remind you of any other scene involving George Lucas? Well, there's a Star Wars one, isn't there? Yeah. And I thought that's just nicked. Uh, there's posters on the wall for, uh, you know, uh, duck versions of, uh, I haven't written them down. It was Breeders of the Lost Something. Uh, and instead of rolling stone, it was rolling egg. So everything's kind of there. He likes his, he likes his booze. He likes his cigars. Um, he opens up Play Duck, so not Playboy. Yeah, right. Uh, really weird. Why have why have the ducks got like female human yes. boobs? Because he gets into the vo- he gets into the the vortex, mm-hmm. um, and gets basically vortex to. Um, to Cleveland, as we know from the trailer, um, as he as he passes through all of everybody's houses, he there's there's a duck with boobs in the bath. Yeah, um, yeah. Parts of, uh, in certain places that had to be cut. They had to add extra foam to cover it up um, because they said, "Well, can't have that. It's still breasts. You know, you're still showing breasts in this uh, film." And it's like, "Well, it's on a duck." I mean, in the bath, you know, I mean, I mean, it's a bit weird if somebody gets off on that. But anyway, I'm yeah, sure but there are. When, when you're cooking like duck breast, actual duck breast, when you're cooking it, doesn't look like that. It doesn't look like a female. That'd be a fortune. Boot. Be an absolute fortune there then from duck breast. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I mean, I don't understand how he, how he breathed in space. Cause... And, and. Sorry, why has he got hands? Why did he say that they lost the ability to fly? Why has he got hands and arms? It's just a mutated duck. It's well, it's 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 a it's, a, it's a, the evolution of the duck on that 
you know, who are them to say? Mm. They turn around and go, look, you were all amphibians and plankton and stuff. And now look at you, you've got thumbs. You know, we've just evolved in a certain way. And so have they. You even see that in the in the museum. <laughs> they put the fictitious duck evolution ladder on. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That explains um, everything. <laughs> well, they exactly. So um Howard gets uh he he ends up, he doesn't know where he is, he's on earth, obviously. He gets chased. No one, no one at this point turns around and goes, That's a talking duck. Some people say, Whoa, talking duck. And some people just go, just don't care. And I'm like, if I saw a talking duck, I'd I'd be going, goodness me, or words to that effect. It's a talking duck. But mm. some people just seem to get affected affected by it. One thing I found really weird was uh, in the trailer and then in the film, mm. when he's just landed down to earth um, and then he's sort of like going, he's, he's in like an alleyway, isn't he? And then like there's a couple making out, aren't there? And yeah, like, and pervy. He's quite, he's quite pervy, his old Howard. I don't think he was doing that, though. I think he was just touching her legs because he'd not seen legs He was like moving that. a skirt up. He wasn't. He was? He wasn't. Even in the trailer. No. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a rump old uh, duck, is uh, Howard, as they say. Well, that's a bit weird because, hang on, let me go and get the video... Um, thing and i'm going to read out on what's on the back of the film case oh crikey oh uh i've got to uh fill in um we will we will talk about cherry bomb right it says hold it up for a shameless plug yes look at that Uh, okay yeah there we go look at that brilliant okay Okay. Right, so it says from executive producer George Lucas. Yes. And the pages of Marvel Comics. Yeah, absolutely. Comes Howard the Duck, an unbelievably funny comedy. I'd beg to differ. Oh, I laughed. About a fast talking, cigar chomping, beer loving duck from a parallel universe who crashes to earth and somehow winds up in Cleveland. Yeah. As Howard attempts to return to his own planet, in fact, he never does because he doesn't know how to. Uh, he falls in love with rock singer Beverly Swi- Switzler, Leah Thompson, Back to the Future, and must battle an evil invader known as the Dark Overlord. This- is there a reason for reading this out? Because with, this is what we're about to cover. Yeah, it, it says this wacky, elaborately produced spoof of life, uh, love, Comic books and horror movies featuring out-of-this-world special effects is a treasure the whole family can enjoy. Well, I I can't agree with that last bit. Exactly. Although Amy did watch it. She watched the first... Not, not the end bit. Not the end bit, no. But she saw the contentious bits. She didn't see the monster at the end. No. No. So um, I was like, I read that after I'd watched the film and I was like... That's not the film I watched. Well, uh, if you've got to go into what they say on the back of something they're trying to sell um, and it not being right, next you're going to tell me politicians lie. Good God, I hope I hope not, because you really will shatter my uh, 
my illusions of a thing. It's called marketing, sweetheart. I know, but yeah, well, and it, and this was a twelve certificate, twelve. Yes, because ducks What's have breasts. Twelve A. Ducks have breasts. Well, it's not a twelve A. It's not even a twelve. It's a you know, it's, if you can get over it, PG. You've got if you got kids watching that, all the stuff that we have a problem with goes way over their heads. They, they don't even register. They just see Howard being a bit. Well, we'll get to the scene in, in a moment. Um, let's let's talk uh, about Leah Thompson introduced here. She's a part of Cherry Bomb, the fictitious group. Um, she learned to play. I mean, they all learned to play for part of this. Was you she know. actually singing? Uh, yes. Uh, I was going to leave that for trivia time. But yeah, she didn't know if her voice was going to be kept until it all wrapped and then they were editing. She thought it was just going to be overdubbed. But turns out she's got a good, you know, a good voice. Um, you know, uh, and passing is pretty good. This is under the tutelage of one of my favourite people of the 80s, um, Thomas Dolby. Um, I've followed Thomas Dolby since the 80s, and I do listen to all the stuff that he puts out. He was a visionary then, he's a visionary now. Um, I just love Thomas Dolby. So I, I know lots of people go, well, the soundtrack's nothing special. Um, I've seen the behind the scenes, so it's worth picking up the 4K because you get all the behind the scenes stuff. And one of them is him writing Howard the Duck, the last film on that. Now that ain't going to win any prizes, but it's a it, the, if you see his reasoning behind how he did that, I think it's pretty good. But anyway, so we get introduced to Cherry Bomb. Leah Thompson at the end of the set comes out. Um, she's been uh, she's been hassled. Howard, meanwhile, is sick of being chased. So just before that, he's he's pulled himself into a can and he's put the, a bin and he's just put the lid on the top and just gone, I don't know where I am. This is freaking me out. Um, Leah Thompson's getting hassled. She ends up opening Howard the top of Howard's can. And it's no understatement here. She's about to be raped. He's not robbing her. There's something about to happen there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um so uh next thing you know, Howard to the rescue. Uh because what's he a master of? Uh not kung fu, it's duck fu. Quack fu. Quack fu. Yes. Um so saves him and she's like, This is amazing, thanks very much. And um uh, he's the only duck, I think. Obviously, I don't know how it's evolved, but he doesn't like the rain. He can't swim either. No. So I don't know what's happened in the evolutionary chain there. But anyway, so what does she do? She takes pity on him and she takes him back to a flat now and and has conversations with him. And he goes, oh, you know, my parents wanted me to go to med school and become a plastic surgeon, you know, beat lifts, tail tucks and, and things like that. And so she takes this talking duck that saved her back to a flat while she's going to stay in the flat and you know nothing about this person. It's like taking a stranger back to your, back to your place. But no, it's fine because it's a talking duck. So obviously the film wouldn't work if she didn't. She goes into his wallet. She finds um, uh, George Washington is depicted as a duck on the, uh, on the dollar bills. Um, and she decides to take him to uh, her friend, Phil, the scientist, um, played by Tim Robbins. So did we like Tim Robbins in this? 
Yeah, well... No, no, not really. Uh, no? No. no. Okay. It's not right. memorable, is it, really? Well, I think he plays... I think he shows promise, the promise which was eventually fulfilled. Because, um, you know, I, I think he plays a, a madcap character and he did that really well until he got into more serious roles. Um, but, yeah, so he tests Howard for superpowers. Um Again, he, show, he he because he works at the museum. They think he's a scientist, and you find out that he's not. He's just a, a janitor that like clears things up and moves exhibits and things like that. Um, and so, what does Howard do after that? Howard ditches her. Thanks for putting me up. Thanks for introducing me to Phil, who was going to try and help me get home. But then he ditches her. He's gone. And I thought that's a bit weird. After he hassles a group of school kids. Um, which is uh, no, I think he's uh, a bit paid off, isn't he, with um, the janitor because he sees him as being a little bit kind of, I don't know. Yes, they, they do. They do argue, but why does he take it out on Beverly? Why would Beverly go? Well, okay, so Phil can't help. I'll, I'll, fine. Let's go and find somebody else. He's petulant. He's petulant at this point. I'm just like, fine. Well, you're not going to find it yourself. So what does he do? Instead of trying to find out how he can do this, he goes to get a job um, where he meets at the job centre, as we would call them. I'm sure it's called the Labour Centre or something for our US friends. I don't know. Um, but he meets Tara May and she you know, she gets him a job in a knocking shop. You'll have to explain what oh, that is. Okay, yes. For those who may not have seen the movie that are right, not okay. British. Um, massage parlours of ill repute. Is it even a massage parlour? It's not just a hotel with loads of A hotel of with loads of hot tubs. It's just rooms tubs. with hot tubs in. For, for illicit means. For illicit means. And he's pushing around the towels and stuff like that. And he's kind of like the repairman. Uh, and, and the guy thinks he can fix hot tubs because he says, I asked for a water expert. <laughs> now, now Howard can't swim and he doesn't like the rain. In what ways a water expert? I'm more and, of a water expert than Howard is. And the water expert actually is about unblocking the drains in, and yeah, then jets in the uh, jacuzzis. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Ooh, it's, well, it's, well, it's horrible. The guy throws him in the hot tub because uh, out of anger. Um, he gets his revenge. The guy's standing by a hot tub, which has thick mud in it. I know it's a bit weird, isn't it? It's like some like, green goop stuff. It's almost like that Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais um, skit where he says, "You know, uh, the 30, thirty-seven year stone up, uh, thirty-seven stone man. You know, when you got to twenty-two stone, didn't didn't alarm bells ring? Um, it, it almost feels like when when the water goes cloudy." I think you might want to do something about the hot tub. That's been left for months. And I don't know how it got to that consistency. And I don't want to know how it got to that consistency. But anyway, I'm sure there's other foreign bodies in it, should we say. Um, anyway, so um, it gets he's on the bus. Um, he's sat on the back of the bus going home from this place because he's just obviously been fired because he's just put the, pushed the bus in the, in the goop. Um, when he gets off the bus, everyone's like, oh, God's talking duck. Hello. He's, he's just been sat there. The bus. He's just been sat there. 
are they? Uh, and and if you did see a talking duck, wouldn't you go? Oh look, that's a really cool duck suit, man. Where do you get that from? Are you off to fancy dress. Yeah, nobody no one really actually said that, did they? No, nobody. Nobody just went apart from oh. oh, it's a kid in a costume. Yes, which it and was. That was when uh, they were at a, the diner. It was, a, it was a man in a costume. Um, he then freaks out because he sees how ducks are treated. You know, he sees like duck, the annual duck hunt uh, had been coming to to Cleveland and things like that. So he ends up back at the club where Cherry Bomb are playing. So he gets to see Beverly again. And I think it's a really nice, it's, only, it's not been long, but it's nice to see him back there. Um, he overhears the manager take take the money for himself. And he said, oh, will the girls see anything? He's like, oh, no, they don't see anything. Um, pardon me. And he challenges the manager. Um you know, and checks the guys at the bar and says, oh, if I bite you, you'll get space rabies or something, <laughs> yeah, something like that. So so he stops people from just like genuinely challenging him. Well, he has a b- bit of a bust up, doesn't he? He does. Again, the quack foo is uh, very, uh, very important. Um, so he ends up taking over as manager. Phil's in the dressing room. Um the band seemingly love Howard and accept that he's going to take over as, uh, as manager. So he then, uh, he then ends up back at Beverly's house. Now this is the scene, the scene that people talk about. She's, she's got, you know, the pants on, knickers on, whatever. Um, and not you know, big, not, no, not very big. Um, probably showing why teenage childs love this film so much. But um, the the two the two of them are on the bed. Now, Howard, when Howard stayed over the first time, he fell asleep by the window because um, of the rain. This one, oh, Howard is frisky, and Howard's kind of like going, oh, you know you know duck seduction you know all right she says i can't seem to find love with with guys and stuff like that well maybe looking in the wrong place maybe you need to look in the animal kingdom and all this sort of stuff and if you're watching this like i was for the first time you'd be going uh what's going on here because she 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 flirts with him he flirts with her but then she said She basically says, right, okay, fine, let's get it on. And he freaks out. He does. And you're kind of like, okay. But she's like, oh, no, no. And you see that silhouette, kind of like Austin Powers in the tent, um, (laughs) which is a great scene. But you you see the silhouette, and she's kissing him on the beak. At this point, Walter Jennings arrives with Phil. So Tim Robbins and Jeffrey Jones are there and basically looking at the silhouette in pretty much disgust. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I've just written what I had that they've got an idea on how to send him back. So Jeffrey Jones thinks he's worked it out how how it's going to happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, what do you what did you think about that scene? It's a bit weird. Yeah. 
Yeah. Weird things were going through my head. Like, I don't know if I should talk about them actually, but how, well, how are they actually going to kiss properly? Uh, how are they? How is she talking about having kids? And his appendage, maybe. Is I don't it? know. They'd have to adopt. I mean, let's not, you know, let's not, you know, let's stifle uh, true love or whatever let's here. But I mean, it. it's 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 difficult. It's perplexing. Yeah, absolutely. I think is the word. Anyway, they were measuring gases around Alpha Centauri and found a way that they can sort of send him back. And they realised what had happened. Yes. And they, they, so they charted it down and said, we know how you came here. There so, was a blip, a glitch. Yeah. So basically he says, right, we'll come to the lab and I'll meet you at the lab. So he goes there and um, I like the fact that they describe Howard as, bet you were born from a, a very hard-boiled egg. I was like, no, you wouldn't be from a hard-boiled egg. Pretty much. You've been dead. You've been dead. They go to the lab. Guy comes out with half his face off. The lab's on fire. Jennings has been hit by something. Uh, We don't know at this point, although if you've been listening from the start, you know that, yes, (laughs) Jennings has uh, has been that. that. Uh, The police get there. The police try to get the duck suit off. Uh, yeah, strip- that's weird, isn't it? That's really horrible. They strip him down to his pants. Um, and it is. There's a bit of police brutality here. Um, you know, there's a guy outside going, you know, shoot to kill. And it, and it reminded me, and that's the thing I needed to check, and I didn't, and I apologise, listeners. But go and find out if the guy that says shoot to kill from the police is the same guy in Batman that says exactly the same line about when they're trying to find um, uh, Jack Jack Napier? They're trying to set Jack Nicholson up at the start. Okay. I think it's I, the same. I think it's the same guy. Can I just ask you something? Is your Go chair on. knocking against the table? Why is it making a sound? Oh, okay. That better. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, Sounds so, like yeah. someone tapping at a window. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, so they find Jennings. He's, he's all burnt. Um, as they drive away, so you know, they they manage to get away. No, he says when they find him, I saw a dark shadow. Right. Okay. Remember. Okay. Uh, but no, they just they just drive away. It's almost like what happened with the police then, mm. which is a very weird. Uh, Jennings starts to transform. Um, Howard has to take the steering wheel, has to drive. They find Cajun sushi. Um, I did like the waitress at Cajun sushi. She's kind of nice when she's like, hostility is like a, don't be like that, because hostility is like a psychic boomerang, man. And I just, I just liked her. Um, but They've got this, Jennings produces things out of his eyes and makes sauce bottles blow up. And you can see that obviously there is something inhabiting him. But they've got the code key um, for the laser spectroscope, which is the thing that's going to send Howard back. Mm. Um, Howard's got it. Um, 
they have a, they have like a it all goes a bit downhill because people start challenging the table and Jennings is like, well, I'm not helping out because he's still transforming. Um, Howard has to fight them. And then they go from, he's a paying customer that's walked in that could be a kid in a duck suit to tying him down with a cleaver ready to cut, basically cut him, cut him up. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. She, and she, and Beverly shouts, Wait a minute, he's my boyfriend. Silence. <laughs> Silence, as you would expect. Uh, Jennings ends up saving saving him. Uh, the electricity looked like it was stolen out of Return of the Jedi <laughs> from the Emperor. Might have been George Lucas's thing. Um, there's this flying knife scene that Jennings is controlling. He ends up like putting it between Howard's legs and Howard's like, oh, ends up getting the code key back. Uh, Jennings kidnaps Beverly. Um, he gets some energy from the cigarette lighter in the car. He's trying to consume energy. Um, and then the police arrive, but Phil's in the back of the car. So you're kind of like, how's Tim Robbins in the back of the car? Are they Have they taken him from the nuclear plant or, or the, the, the science lab where they found Jennings? And did he get arrested there or, you know, yeah, he did. And how far away is this lab? It's taken ages, it seems, in order to get from one place to the other. Um, it, uh, Jennings is in a truck. Beverly is asleep in the truck when you cut back to the scene. And I'm like, wouldn't she just be sat there clutching clutching it for grim life going, is this guy going to kill me in any moment? Mm. No, no, she's asleep in the back of the truck. Of course she is. Um, weirdly, it then cuts to a nuclear plant. Um, I'm only going through the, we'll, we'll stop at various points, but I'm only going through the story because trivia time is, is incredible. Um, so I just wanted to, uh, to do that. Um, so they go to a nuclear plant. Jennings is on the tour. Uh, and it's so easy to access. So do you remember how he accesses the, the actual nuclear core? What does he do? Do you remember? Doesn't he use his frazzly eyes to break he the smashes, glass? Yeah, he smashes the plate of glass, glass, and then what happens? And then manages to open the... A gate comes down. Oh, yeah, and then he frazzles, he frazzles the gate, that, right? through, and then yeah. opens the thing. And then and all that's in. protecting this nuclear nuclear reactor is two swizzle-like things on a submarine. Swizzle wheel opener things, like they have yeah. on submarines. That's what I've just said, yeah. Um, so, Sorry, so, I didn't hear you. Yeah, so um, that's it. And he walks into the reactor. Um, and when he comes out, um, he's all like, got all the power he needs. It's absolutely fine. Um, he gets back into the truck because Beverly's still in there, um, asleep, I, I assume. I mean, she hasn't run for cover at this point. <laughs> you know what he reminded me of when he came out? Go on. It looked like he'd eaten ready Breck. <laughs> oh, good Lord. If I'm going to have to explain knocking shop, you're going to have to explain ready Breck. <laughs> Go on. I'll take a drink. <laughs> I might be here a while. Ready Breck. It's uh, an instant hot oat breakfast. It's, it's porridge oats. That's all it is. It's not. It's got other stuff in it as well. It's porridge it's got, oats. It's got milk powder in it as well. 
But ready prep actually is quite nice. Um, it's very fluffy and powdery. Um, and you mix either hot water or hot milk in it. And it actually is quite nice. And the advert from the 80s was uh, if you've had your ready break, you ended up, like, had school kids and stuff, with like an orange outline glowing thing saying, oh, she's had a ready break. Yeah. And that's what he looked like when he got back in the truck. Yes. It was all orange and glowy with this outline thing. So, so after, after I that, reckon he'd, I reckon he'd gone in that container and just ate loads of Reggie bread. <laughs> I don't think it was a nuclear container at all. Well, if that's whetted your appetite after that exciting description of the Ready Break advert, <laughs> by all means, go to YouTube and and type that in, and then yeah, you'll go. Oh yeah, R E D Y B R E K. Ready R E. Let me find out. R E A D Y. It is. It's is it? Yeah. Because why would it be? Why would it be ready as in double D? That's ridiculous. It's ready, Breck. And Breck is B-R-E-K. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Right. So while Amanda is validating the uh, uh, the name of a popular serial of the 70s and 80s, um, I will <laughs> say. It's the, still around. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Does it still give you glow? I don't know. We'll have to update. I don't know, but that's if you can see it. Oh. No, you won't be able to see it. Ready break. There you oh, go. Okay, there you go. Ready break. Wow. But it, it looked a lot different in the eighties. Can you get some at the weekend? Because I'm going. I'm going away at the weekend. Can you get some ready break, please? Why? Because I want to see if I still glow after all this time. Here you go. It's the glow. The glowy man thing. You see that? Uh, that looks very different to the 70s, but okay, that's fine. Um, uh, Howard, uh, is they come to the diner where Howard has been. Um, they managed to escape in a microlite aircraft, um, where they have to get to the uh, get to say Beverly, get to the lab. This is the bit where you thought it went on. Are you still with us? I am, yeah. Okay. I've just found yeah. it. Ready break's gone now. Let's let's leave that. Okay. Um, if people want to go and YouTube it, go and go right. YouTube the advert. It's fine. Central heating for kids. That's that was the, the one. Line. That was there it. There you go. Anyway, uh, the stunts are good, I think, in this film. Um, I think the stunts on the microlight, I know you think it went on too well, but oh, it, did. it, it, it actually has an off. entry of its own on the 4K disc. There's lots of extras in the 4K, which I thoroughly recommend the ones that I've watched. Um, you know, he manages to, you know, dive bomb the sort of duck hunters that are all on the, the, the river. Um, yeah. But and, like it, he dive bombs them five times and you're like, oh, once would have been enough. No, there's five lots. Yeah. But the principle of the matter once yeah. would have got the point across it right, okay. five times. He's only got them all anyway. Um, so we get to the lab. Jennings is bringing down his mates. He's bringing down his other, um, the next, he's pointing it to the, the monsters from the Nexus of Sominus. Um, and that's why he's kidnapped Beverly's because he needs a host. They need, they need to be a host. Um, so they try to have the element of surprise. There's, there's none. Um, Jennings seems to have acid spit now. So kind of like alien. I thought that was a bit weird. 
Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the thing that perplexed me was, yeah, why has he only got one hostage for a body when, when there's, there's, there's three of them in the three coming down? That's a good shout. I was going to get to that, but yeah, that's a good shout. I didn't know if he spotted that. That did, did are three coming because Howard and Phil are now there. Uh, probably really not. I think he'd done all of this beforehand, but you're right. Maybe they all go into Leah Thompson three in one. Um, or let's not go there. Um, <laughs> uh, Phil finds a uh, laser um, that says that he, this can do the job if you hit Jennings with the laser, um, which Howard does. Are you still with us? Okay. You okay? Oh, okay. Words a minute. All right. Well, I'd 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 love to see that film. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, if it's if available. Uh so he hits her, he hits Jennings with the laser. Um and Jennings uh it, it becomes himself again. But now there's a monster loose. And I have to say, the monster effects are incredibly bad the monster's pretty cool the monster's pretty cool but it's constantly blurred superimposed it into the film it's like "Mm, am i watching jason and the argonauts here and and it's funny that you say that because the point i was going to raise is the skeletons and all of the things in you know jason jason and the argonauts and all those sorts of films like clash of the titans the effects (laughs) in that were so much better than the the final effects in this the laser was good. And you and gave it an else. eight. How yeah, did you give it an eight? Well, because the monster, as you say, the we'll monster. just gloss over that. The monster's pretty cool. I mean, but it's just badly done. Mm. Um, you know, you can see, I just think they might have run out of money. Um, he hits him again with the laser um, and it kills him. And I'm like, why didn't it do, why didn't it, well, the first time he hit him, why didn't it kill him? Maybe Jennings had to be separated. I don't know. But you're kind of like, oh, that's a bit weird. Um, as you pointed out, there's three of these monsters coming down. There's a countdown. Howard points the laser towards the uh, the spectroscope um, and realises he's not seeing his family and friends again. Um, big explosion. They get sent back. So at the end of the Avengers... Robert Downey Jr. makes a huge sacrifice with the nuclear weapon um, in order to send it through the vortex and basically doesn't think of himself. Everyone thinks Tony Stark is very selfish. Howard is a superhero because he's not thinking about himself and he ends up saving the planet by, by destroying the spectroscope. That makes him a superhero. No, disagree because... Uh, Jennings, when he came back as himself, hmm. could easily have deactivated that machine. But he was in no fit state to. Of course he was. He wasn't. He was burnt. Good good Lord. The, the man was burnt and everything to begin with. He's just been inhabited by a beast. The last thing on his mind is, oh, I need to find my legs again and the feeling and everything to get to the console that's over there in he order to do it. He dragged himself over. Leah Thompson and, and uh, Tim Robbins can't because they're trapped in a laser-style sort of stasis field. Like um, an evaporating pair, aren't they? It's weird. 
Yeah. It's like as the longer it goes on, they just dis- they almost disappear. And you're like, that's a bit oh, what's going on there? It's a no, bit I was weird. just hit the can with the with the pen, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't planning to. It sounds like a gong. Okay. Um yeah, so it all felt a little bit far fetched, obviously. <laughs> just a, about the, the film yeah, we're the talk, about we are talking about a talking duck film. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, but I got an, I got annoyed at the ending, basically. I anybody could have turned that machine off. They could have just pressed the stop button. There was nobody available to do it. They could have pressed the stop button. Howard didn't know. Howard could have gone up and pressed the stop button for God's sake. Right, but he destroyed. He does it another way. But there was no need to do that, was there? It just pressed the stop button. Well, I would say. This spectroscope is obviously being used in, you know, it's causing problems. It's dragged Howard down. It's dragged a monster down and potentially three other monsters. I said, blow the thing up. It's, it's, it looks like it's going to be not a very good thing for society. Let's put it that way. Um, and then we get to one of my favourite bits, which is the end scene where Cherry Bomb have a stage. Um, do watch, if you, I, I hope you get the 4K. You know, but if you don't, I'm sure someone will leak it to YouTube in about six months' time. It's usually what happened. Um, you see the crowd scene and how they filmed all of this final scene uh, with the Thomas Dolby penned Howard the Duck, sung by Cherry Bomb. Um, and Tim Robbins is backstage and he's, the, he's like the backstage manager and he's doing everything. Ask Howard to, to pull one of the, the ropes. It turns out to be the wrong one and it puts Howard on stage. And Howard, Howard gets a little guitar of his own. And Howard starts playing and they start having a sort of face-off with Leah Thompson. Yeah, but they're doing these dance moves and you're like, mm, yeah. that looks like it's been rehearsed. That's, no, that's but, not a... No, he, he does something and she follows it. Mm. And she looks incredibly good in leather <laughs> at this oh, point. God. Calm um, down, yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's Howard the Duck. Mm. I think we covered that quite well. Maybe I was over generous. No, no, no. It's it's stuck. It's I, I've I've engraved it on a on a slab behind me while you were while you were talking while you were looking up Ready Breck. I've it, it's in stone now. You can't take it back. <laughs> it's it's it, they, they you heard it. It's five. Uh, I, I'm not going to be able to edit the podcast. I'm sorry, people. You you know. Uh, I think I'm going to have to put some special effects in there. This is too momentous for me not to not to add some stuff into it's it. It's only five and a half. Uh, but it's four and a half more than I thought it was going to be. Oh. So, uh, yeah, pretty good. Shall we get to trivia time? Because this is some good stuff in here. Oh, can I just talk about the oh. last episode with Dom? Oh, uh, ooh, uh, yeah. How on earth could he have given that film such a low score? Uh, You and me uh, sometimes agree. We definitely agree on that one. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But equally, he looks at you and goes, well, how did you score back to the school that way? Because it was rubbish. It's not rubbish. I'm the only (laughs) constant. I can't act. I'm the only constant here. I love them both. So, Mm. you know. uh, Okay. It's almost like the the Laszlo line, you know. I agree and don't agree. Well, I'm happy and sad for you, you know. <laughs> so that, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Well, 
Dom is coming back. I mean, I as we pointed out, I don't know if you listened to the have you listened to the podcast yet? Have you listened Not to fully, it? No. No. Um, I loved it. It was great. It's, I love having him on. Um, and we're gonna work out what we're doing next. Not necessarily horror, because now we prove that we don't have to do horror. Um so anyway, let's get to that. We we will get to that. We will go on um, then, trivia. Trivia time. Right, are you ready? Here we go. Trivia time. Trivia time. Well, I do have some, but I'll, I will go through them and I will... Pick I will, the best bits. I've I have picked the best bits because there's loads. No, no, no. We're only about just over an hour. We're okay. Mm. Okay. We're not into Rocky Ford, that hour and 50 minutes. Don't worry, everyone. We are we are really to the end. So Siskel and Ebit, Gene Siskel, gave the movie one star out of four. He called it a stupid film and said, the story has no centre, the duck is not likeable, and the special effects are less impressive than a sparkler on a birthday cake. <laughs> I know. Um, on the television show, Siskel and Ebert complained the, muse, the movie was not enough of a comedy and that Howard should have been given either Groucho Marx-style personality, which he has in the comic books, or a fun, a fun Donald Duck-like persona. Um, you'll love the, the line in a moment. Uh, Leonard Matlin criticised the decision to shoot the film in live action. He described the film as hopeless, a gargantuan production which produces a gargantuan headache. People magazine said Lucasfilm promised promised us the mallard who fell to earth. The result turned out to be more like Xanaduck, <laughs> which I'd love. I think that's unfair on Xanadu. Who would have imagined um, that. that Howard T. Duck, the same web-footed wiseacre, who conquered the incredible space turnip and the horrible hell cow might be done in by something even more ridiculous, Hollywood. So uh, how much did you think the film made worldwide? Do you want to guess? Mm, no. I was say, are you still there? Right. It made just under just over 16 million in the US. 60. 16, one six. <gasps> Did that play the film? 21 million, 21 and a half million worldwide. So it got just under 38 million. And I can't find out how much it made, how much it cost to make. So wow. there you go. Um According to reports at the time the movie was released, George Lucas had just built the 50 million Skywalker Ranch complex and was counting on this film to get him back in the black. You're going to love this, by the way. This is a great piece of trivia. When it bombed, he, he was forced to start selling off assets to stay afloat. His friend, Steve Jobs, current, the then CEO of Apple Computer, offered to help by buying Lucas's, Lucasfilms newly launched CGI animation division for a price well above market value. Lucas in dire straits and thankful for the assistance agreed. Are you ready for this? That division eventually became Pixar. Ah. So because Howard Bond, you may never have got Toy Story. It may never have been made. Wow. Because George Lucas is traditionally you know, didn't like doing stuff that he's been pressured into, like make more Star Wars films. Yeah, cheers, George. Um, 
Leah Thompson still has the guitar, the Les Paul guitar that she has. She still sometimes plays it, she says. Um, Leah Thompson did the singing for all of the songs on the 2009 DVD. She states that even during filming, the studio hadn't made a final decision on whether to keep a singing voice or dub her. Mm. Um, she had a hairstyle for about two hours each day, and she admitted she wasn't very happy about that. She should have worn a wig, wig uh, instead. That meant to ruined her hair. Oh, every, every, what, for the whole shoot? Absolutely. Crimping hair just frazzles oh, it completely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Following a test screening, Universal Executive Sid Scheinberg and Frank Price were arguing about who was to blame for greenlighting the film. Uh, and they ended up in a fist fight, these two execs. Wow. Mm. Uh, the movie was nominated for seven Golden Raspberry Awards in 1986. <laughs> worst, worst director, Willard Hike. Worst original song for Howard the Duck. Worst supporting actor, Tim Robbins. They eventually won four Razzies for Worst New Star, The Six Guys and Gals in the Duck Suit. Ah, okay. Right. Worst visual effects, worst screenplay, and worst picture, which was joint tied with Princes Under the Cherry Moon, which is dreadful. Never heard of it. Oh, don't bother. We won't, be, we won't be doing it unless it's come to films that we really don't like in season 50. Um, shortly after the film was released, Frank Price, the one who got into the fight, quit his job at the head of Universal um, and Variety reported the story with the headline, Duck Cooks Price's Goose. Nice. Nice. I kind of like that one. Uh, people that auditioned for the role, Tori Amos auditioned for the role. At the time, what? Uh, yeah, why? Don't know. Uh, nice and random, but I have confirmed that Tori Amos auditioned for the role. Jeez. Um, Paula Abdul, Kim Basinger, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Laurie Singer from Footloose were all considered for the role. It doesn't say whether they auditioned or not. I doubt it. Oh. But John Cusack, our old friend here, and soon to be coming up in the next podcast, I think, which is Better Off Dead, uh, John Cusack and Martin Short auditioned. So Martin Short from The Three Amigos auditioned for the voice of Howard. Yeah. Which would have been pretty good. Um, another of the similarities Easter eggs playing Back to the Future, when Howard and his uh, recliner were igniting and bursting into flames, there's two fire streaks behind. That is an Easter egg from Back to the Future. Um, fine. <laughs> um, so in July 2021, so just recently, because everyone came back to celebrate the 35th anniversary, which is why the 4K was released, um, Chip Zine, who voiced Howard, revealed in an interview that Robin Williams, Robin Williams, not Robbie Williams, um, was originally cast for the role. Of the voice, but oh. he quit after a week out of frustration over syncing his voice to the duck's animatronic bill. Um, an actor to voice Howard hadn't been cast yet during filming, so all of Howard's lines were read on set by the puppeteers, and the bill moved to fit their bland delivery. Oh, this made it impossible for Williams to use his wild improvisational style yeah, in post production yeah. because it didn't Not work that, with the bill it? movements. So yeah. the producers immediately called Chip 
who previously auditioned and told him he had the part, but you need to fly to California the same evening because we need to get started. Wow. Yeah. You've got tapping again, by the way. Sorry. Shouldn't have. I'm perfectly still, so I don't know what's happening. Um, the reaction to the film had a negative effect on the cast who found themselves unable to work on other projects because of the film. The bad press right at, right at the opening weekend had Leah Thompson reluctantly accepting a role in Some Kind of Wonderful, which she'd refused. So now you know when we talked about, oh, Leah Thompson wasn't keen to be in Some Kind of Wonderful. The reason she did it is because it was bad and she needed to get a career back on track. Now, this that's a good, that's a good point. Because uh, fun fact, everyone, Richard Dreyfus. Fun fact. Fun fact. Richard Dreyfus didn't want the part of Hooper in Jaws. He was offered it and went, oh, "This is beneath me." And he had a film out called The Apprenticeship of Duddy Kravitz, and he Have saw it. Of it. Yeah, he saw it and thought, "This is dreadful," and it bombed. So he accept- he ended up accepting Jaws. I can't see anybody. I can't see anybody being replaced in Jaws. I think. It's, it's the most perfect film with the most perfect cast, perfect screenplay, everything. Um, according to Ed Gale, he was hard to work on Spaceballs after this film because Mel Brooks had said, anybody who's in Howard the Duck can be in my movie. He also said he receives more fan mail for his Howard the Duck portrayal than for his voice for Chucky from the Child's Play horror film, which he also provides the voice for. Didn't even see any of them. No, I'm sure you wouldn't. Um, after the film's uh, release, um, Huck and Katz chose to work on more dramatic projects to separate themselves from How the Duck. Katz said Lucas continued to support the film after his failure because he felt it would be later be seen in a better light than it had at the time it was released. Um, Huck said later it, he encountered fans and supported the film who felt it had been unfairly treated by critics. Leah Thompson said... She had loads of fun making the film and she's happy to find fans celebrating Howard the Duck in all its great silliness and blemishes. Jeffrey Jones has said he's more than happy with his role in the film. And in retrospect, the director said they could have had a more Ted-like tone and been edgier and dirtier. But at the time, Universal wanted a family-friendly film. And the last word on this goes to Steve Gerber, who created a comic version of Howard the Duck. He said in 1997, what can I say? It sucks. Oops. In retrospect, though, after 11 years that have brought us so many worse films, it's not quite as sucky as the reviews might have led you to believe. There are big problems with it, chief among them, the duck costume and the duck's bland voice. I like the performances by Jeffrey Jones, Tim Robbins and Leah Thompson, though Leah wasn't playing my Beverly but she did reasonably well with the role as it was written. So the final bit I wanted to put on that was superhero films in the 80s was pretty much Supergirl, Superman, Flash Gordon, He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and The Punisher. The the, the landscape for superhero films did not look... About the Turtles. Turtles were 1990. Were yeah. Okay. Yeah. Heroes in a half shell. Turtle power. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I just think in a sea of 
nondescript superhero films, of which Superman 2 would clearly be the best of that bunch in the 80s. Um, the Richard Donner Cup, by the way. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I will end with, I think it, it has its place. And I would happily watch this again. And, you know, and I'll have to do it when you're not around. But that sounds uh, a bit wrong. But what? yeah, be watching the, the duck's breasts, you mean? I am that person. Yes. Uh... No. Um, but yeah, I just, I, 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 I love it. And I, I've now got it immortalized in 4K with lots of extras to watch. So I'm looking forward to that. Any final words? No, should I go through the extras? A look back at Howard the Duck. Yeah. Releasing the duck. Okay. It's not, it's not good, is it? All right. Uh, news featurette. The stunts of Howard the Duck. Yes. See? And the special effects of Howard the Duck. Yeah. And cool. the music of Howard Which the is Duck. great. That's the bit that I saw. So there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. So the, so the benefits of getting it in uh, 4K uh, basically are with HDR for brighter, deeper, more lifelike. Oh, it color. did. It looked good. It did look good. And it looked like it had been made recently, to be honest. They'd done yeah. a good job on that. Apart from the monster at the end. Apart from, yeah, they, uh, to be honest, there's no hope. Maybe they just left it as it was just for, you know, so they didn't muck around Maybe with they it. couldn't do anything with it. Oh, uh, true. Just thought, I, I would like uh, to think it was more nostalgic reasons, actually. They let's know go, let's go with that. That's let's a lot, just that's leave a lot it. better. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> form of glory, but everything else will look pristine 4K. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, there we have it. Um, we'll try and fit one in before we go on holiday because um, we're going for away on holiday um, the third week in August. So we will try and do one. And if we do do it, can we do Better Off Dead with John Cusack? It's happening pretty, again. Pretty please. Have you got John Cusack under the desk or something? Is he tapping? No. Yeah, he's like... Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll get get one in. But obviously, we wanted to record one. But the real genius one only came out last week, um, so we thought we'd do something a bit special because people have been asking about Howard. And now you have know. They? And now you know. Yes, they have. Have people been asking for Howard? People have been. Yes. People have been. People have been. Anyway, anyway, lovely haven't. listeners, you can find us at Rusty J Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can just interact with us on Facebook. Um, we know there's lots of listeners out there. We do get all the stats now, and this is really good. Can you just can I just ask you one thing? If you want to, if you want to keep us like we feel like we're being loved and and you know that you like what we do, can you just send us a, a quick message on Facebook or just send us a quick thing on Messenger? We'd love to hear from you. Um, especially listener 17. 17. Yeah, listener seventeen. As I said, we did the sure thing for listener seventeen, and now he's he's buggered off. I'm like, he might not. Like, cheers, thanks. Yeah, we did. You, we did your <laughs> film, right? That's it. I don't want to know anything else. Maybe he didn't like the result. We praised it to the hilt. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know what. Anyway, listener seventeen. We we think you've got a cob on, unless you tell us otherwise. So there you go. 
Anyway, um, I enjoyed that. I like doing that. I like I like this podcast because I was I was always going to be looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll get one in before we go on holiday. If not, we'll record it as soon as we come back. And if you're lucky, we might get one in before and do one when we come back. So oh my all goodness, good. have we got enough uh, upload? Uh, oh, plenty, stuff. plenty. Yeah, okay. we're fine. Anyway, um, on that note, I'm going to say cheerio. Oh, uh, yeah, miles away there. Um, before you ask, I haven't got polo mints in my eyes. It's light, if you hadn't realised, by the way. Okay. Those that are watching. Well, um, what I can see is when you come towards the camera, your hair goes looks like it goes up at the front, like uh, Cameron Diaz in Something About Mary. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, like that? There you go. Yeah, it's like you put uh, <laughs> put hair hair product <laughs> in the hair. But anyway, delightful. Okay, right. Um, That's it then. Right. Okay. Right. Cheerio, everyone. Total pip. 